This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good morning, this is Frida Liu. You're listening to Enterprise. In today's ultra-competitive retail market, granular data is just as important as making the sale. Comeby has managed to integrate data collection with the added functionality of a virtual store assistant to close the gap between customer and store. To get a better understanding of the concept behind Comeby, we're here with co-founder Barry Oi uh, on his all-round solution that benefits shoppers as well as store assistants. Good morning, Barry. Morning, Frida. Long time no see. Long time no see. Before we get into Kambai, uh, you know, uh, and, and the uh, how did Kambai come about? Tell us a little bit about your, your past experience and how this evolved into your new baby. Oh, yeah. Um, well, it's, uh, it's, it's a combination of many different things, right? So, like, I think when we first met, this is what, in 2015, roughly? That was, um, yes, it's been years. Uh, I was working with my wife on, uh, well, then girlfriend, now wife, uh, on 23. Um, some of you ladies of a certain age probably have shopped there before. Um, we were in online first, um, and then later omnichannel retail brand, right? Um, now, I'm a data nerd, and my background is in economics. So with the online store, I was like, you know, it was kind of like manna from heaven, right? Because we were sitting on heaps and mountains of data to play with. We knew like exactly how many people came into our website, what dresses they were looking at, what color variants, what sizes. And if they abandoned their cart, we knew exactly how to remarket to them, mm. right? But we, in, in our retail stores, and, and we had five retail stores back then in Malaysia, uh, what kind of data that we had? Practically zero, Right. I mean, not for lack of trying, right? We, we tried. We, we had staff manually counting uh, shoppers with, uh, with counters. We would try to scan the barcodes of the dresses that our shoppers took to the fitting room so that we knew how many times something was mm. tried on. Mm. And of course, we had our POS, uh, which captured more precise sales data, right? And then I would uh, cobble together and hack together the, the data sets to come up with some insights about our shoppers. La. But I mean, if you think about it, it's so, it's so hacky. It's so, it's so like, um, you know, disparate. And there had to be a better way, right? So after 23, then um, we, we sold the, the business. And then I continued working with some more retail clients across um, a few other retail-focused uh, startups. And I realized that what we were doing back then was actually still far more, it's, it's a lot more, like, you know, compared to what people and what many other retailers are even considering right now. It feels like the industry is still somewhat five to ten years behind, almost. And yeah, and I guess that's that's kind of like where where this whole idea culminated, lah. From right, okay. So actually, why the name come by? <laughs> uh, the the the, uh, the half empty guys who say like, oh, come la, come by or come into a store la, please buy la. But the uh, the half full guys would would say that it's you know we we want to invite people to come by our store instead. Mm. And it's about yeah, it's about getting people in and then having having a good shopping experience in the store and generating some insights for the retailers. Okay, so the whole uh, so this is the the history, of course, with twenty three, and then you working in, in retail in that space, right? So to the whole uh, before you came up with come by, how long was the process before you came up with the solution? With the idea or with the solution? With the solution, one got the idea and then getting it to up and running. Mm. 
So um, I, I think this idea has always been in the back of my mind um, since 23. Uh, but it wasn't, un- it wasn't until I met my co-founder, uh, Arjun. He's based in Singapore. Uh, we, I met him last year, around mid of last year. And that's when we started to, to you know, bounce ideas back and forth. And he's also from a retail background and he's also from a product background. So right. it's like, great, you know, like uh, I'm, I'm great at selling to businesses. You're great at building something. So that's when we started to work, to work on this. Lah. And then we registered the company in February and then we started building in March and then we went live in April. <laughs> Ah, okay. So it's just, it's been only a couple of months when the baby arrived. Okay. So when you, I want to get into the, the service, right? So what are you trying to close the gap with between customer service, right? Get me through, go, let me uh, go through the uh, flow process for me. Uh, what kind of gaps does this process remove from the retail experience or add to the retail experience? Okay. Um, I think it's important to frame this context in the, in, the context of the problem that we're trying to solve, right? Mm. And the problem is that retailers don't know and practically nothing about uh, about their uh, shoppers, right? They they have no ideas what they they have no idea what the shoppers are looking for. They have no idea why they leave. And if you think about it, most of the time they only capture data about the shoppers at the point of checkout, right? Mm. And when you, if you think about it as well, um, what's the conversion rate for retail store? Do you, do you know this, Frida? No, no. Ooh, quizzing me. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, take, take a guess. Take a wild guess. On average. Uh, okay, 20%. 20%. Not, not, not a bad guess. It's mm. more like 5 to 10%. Really? Okay. And so, some, yeah. so someone going coming in and it's only 5 to 10. Okay, right. Okay. 100 people come to the store, maybe 5 to mm. 10 people are gonna, actually going to make mm. a purchase. And what that means is that only 5 to 10% of the time, the store is able to capture insights about their customers. It means there's 90%, 90, 95% of shoppers who are coming in, you know, they're browsing through your racks, they're picking up items, they're asking questions of your sales assistants, and none of this data is captured because they just chow after that, mm. right? So that, in, uh, that is the, the essence of the problem that we want to solve. Now, but if you think about it, right, Actually, how, how to solve it is, well, I mean, you get better sales stuff. Like you, you know, sales stuff needs to go and interact with the customers, break down those barriers and all that. But very often, I think in Malaysia, shoppers, yeah, it, it's quite normal behavior. Like we, we tend to have these walls up, right? Yeah. You, you, you come to me, uh, why, why? Uh, I'm just browsing. <laughs> Do you need any help? No. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, no. No, thank you. But actually, they, they came into the store for a reason, right? Right. They, they came to the store for a reason. They're looking for something. And the incentive is actually aligned with the sales assistant who wants to sell you something. But there's always this barrier in between. And so now moving on into the idea, uh, uh, the, the solution itself, right? Um, are you familiar with the Amazon-style stores in the States? No. All right. So um, I think more people... Physical stores. The physical stores, yeah. So um, I think a lot of people would be more familiar with the Amazon Go Mini Mart concept, mm-hmm. but... Amazon has also um, started testing this style store concept where it's a, basically a fashion retail store which only carries one of each SKU on their shelves and, and on their rails. And everything is powered by QR codes in, in the store. They're essentially trying to um, reduce the dependence on the sales stuff to break mm-hmm. down that, that barrier between the customer and the stuff so that the customer doesn't feel too intimidated to ask for questions, to look for anything they can easily self-serve. I think especially in um, post-pandemic, a lot of people also, maybe they don't feel comfortable talking to, 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 to a lot of people anymore. Right. And also, I mean, there, there are plenty of introverts who just simply don't want to talk to, to, to sales staff. Mm. 
So in the Amazon store, um, they'll go around and they'll be scanning QR codes to, to, to get more information about the products, to, pick a, to look for size availability, um, to, to, to check for variants and, and even add to cart and, and so on. So we're taking that concept, that idea, and making it so that it's easy to implement that, that, I, that, that concept to any retailer uh, that we work with easily integrable with any of the uh, existing systems in, in the store. We don't need to have a complete Amazon-style overhaul. We just integrate with right. the existing systems. So what that, yeah, so so that's on the front end, right? So what that means is that the shopper has a, you know, they have a real engaging experience to, 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 to look for the products that they want. Okay, I've got a, a, a couple of questions here. So for example, I do walk into a store and I really am just looking, right? And I go in the store and it's not something that's suitable for me, anything suitable for me, or, or maybe it's something that's suitable for me. What do you detect? What is it that you're detecting? Where am I? I'm looking, you know, in the, the, the lingerie section, say for example, right? What are you detecting from that? And I don't buy anything. Um, okay, so you, okay, Using example, right, Frida? So you walk into a store, you, you walk into a lingerie section. So we have another aspect to our solution, which is what we call the passive tracking solution. Mm. So we have these little devices in, installed in the store, which would detect how people, oh, sorry, how many people enter the store, where they move inside the store, you know, basically pathways, heat maps, and, and all that. So at this point, Frida, if you're standing in that lingerie section, we know that you are standing in that lingerie section. Okay. Now, if you pick up something and you're looking for, okay, do you have this in uh, uh, whatever size? Yeah, whatever yeah. size. Uh, yeah. Um, instead of having to talk to a staff who may be busy or who may not be as engaged or may not know as much, or maybe you're just uncomfortable talking to the staff, right? You can scan the barcode on 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 that lingerie and see what's the availability. And all okay. of this has to be contextual, right? right? You're looking for some for a specific contextual answer. You're either looking for a size or you're looking for maybe color variance or maybe you're looking for what other people are saying about it. Hmm. So, okay. yeah, it has to be contextual. All right. Okay. So this is really interesting. I'll go into the the, the, the challenge with um, privacy and security uh, in just a moment. I'm here with, I'm, I'm here with Barry Oi from Come By. Stay tuned. BFM 89.9. Bring forth Moolah, BFM 89.9. Good morning, this is Frida Liu and you're listening to Enterprise. I'm here with Barry Oi from Akambai who's come up with a very interesting solution uh, in the area of retail, physical retail stores where uh, they're trying to close the gap between customer and store. You know, just earlier on, you gave me an example of me walking into a store and the heat maps telling me I'm spending time in a certain area and all that, right? Two things. You said that they can actually, uh, you know, they don't want to talk to anyone, but they can scan the barcode to get more information about product. Uh, is that a common behavior in Malaysia to look at a, a, the, the barcode and get information? Um, that's a great question. And to be honest, this is something that is, I would say, is relatively new, right, and mm. for, for many Malaysians. 
we are banking on the fact that the QR code is pretty much ubiquitous now, especially since my Sajatra and, and the pandemic, right? So I think it's um, the the barrier to the adoption of a QR code is not that uh, it's not as high as it was as as before. Now, whether the experience of you know coming into store and naturally knowing how to scan a barcode or a QR code that's something that needs to be educated, um, and that's that's something that 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 yeah that that's um, that 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 needs to be I guess. Yeah, uh, educated and improved upon. But interestingly, one thing that we have noticed, at least with a couple of our test stores, is that purely organic adoption, right? We put up the QR codes only, we put up um, the signages without having any um, prompting from the staff or, or, or the mm. store. Mm. Their organic adoption is actually pretty good. We're seeing about 5 to 7% in um, scan rates just you know, out of, I guess, curious, uh, curious shoppers. Lah. Can you say who your clients are at the moment? We yes, um, so we are testing with a couple of stores. Uh, we've tested mm-hmm. with uh, Melissa Hillman in Bangsa Village, mm-hmm. and in Singapore, we've also tested with the Green Collective, uh, which is an eco-conscious um, mega store. You can call it right. Okay, now that big question: security, privacy. How do you overcome that? Very, very simple, right? We don't collect any personal information on the shopper mm-hmm. um, until they actually opt in. Okay. So, um, so, very similar to how Google Analytics for any website works, we mm-hmm. capture, aggregate, uh, actually, not, not even aggregate, we, we capture individual unique shopper data, but mm-hmm. not nothing about their personal information. So, we identify okay. this as user A, user B, user C. Okay. So, we, you can, I guess, from the customer point, of, from the, the store point of view, okay, they seem to be a lot of interest in this particular area. They don't seem to be any in much interest in this particular area. Kind of, you know, for example, the green store, the, the green store, right? People like macadamia nuts, they don't like pistachios, that kind of analysis. Um, yes, or like we go down to the individual level also, right? So, mm. if this shopper, we, we don't know who this shopper is, right? But he's coming mm. to the store, he's looking at the macadamia nuts. And then he moves on and then he's looking at, let's say, a bamboo toothbrush. Mm. Then we start to stitch together a bit of a picture about who this person is. And then let's say at this point, he actually scans that, uh, that barcode or the QR code about the toothbrush. Now we know that, okay, this person is interested in macadamia nuts and, and, and toothbrushes. <laughs> and that's his, for whatever reason, like we can sell to him maybe macadamia flavored toothpaste. Or or macadamia nuts makes it stick in his teeth, <laughs> or that as well. Yeah. Okay, so the analy- so the ad- anal- analytical bits is that something you also support, or is it something that you just information that you give your clients, and then they sort of make it, you know, uh, their own judgment around that. Hmm. Uh, that's another great question. So, <clears throat> um, I. In, in my previous company, so I, I used to work for Omnilytics as well, um, a company mm. that my friend Kendrick owns. Um, and one of the difficulties back then was, uh, it, it's a, uh, uh, just a bit of context, it's an e-commerce analytics company. Mm. So one of the difficulties in, in selling a SaaS solution in Malaysia is that many retailers just don't understand or don't appreciate data on its own, right? And that's that's something that we need to that, that we were very cognizant of when we're building is so the insights, the dashboards has to be um, very catered to each of our retailers. And it helps that we're from we're both from retail backgrounds also. So the insights will have to be well, I'll give you an example of a few of the insights that we'll be pushing. 
So the sales assistant would get real-time insights, push them saying that this shopper is looking at macadamia nuts and, and a bamboo toothbrush in this, in this section of the store. And they've been standing there for, let's say, maybe two minutes. Okay. And then on the... So we'll be pushing this, um, these real-time insights to the sales assistant so that they can sell better while in the store. And on the back end, the, uh, the store manager uh, would get insights about, um, you know, like, okay, this area of the store is maybe unperforming. We can improve the layouts uh, of the store. Or for some reason, this product is being looked at and scanned a lot, but it's not being checked out. So this would be useful insights for the merchandisers. Or we can see that macadamia nuts and and toothbrushes seem to go together. Maybe we can do like a marketing campaign around that. Okay, who knew, right? I mean, but but these are the things, right? These are the insights that we, we never knew, right? And there you go. There's a whole new market we've just created here. Um, okay, so in terms of marketing this, so yours has been pretty much your, uh, how do you market a solution like this? I mean, you're starting with a few people that you guys know, and I guess how else are you, you going out with this product that you've got, the solution that you've got? Mm. Um, it's so yeah. We're starting out with, uh, of course, with our own network of um, <clears throat> retailer friends and all that. Uh, but it's just going down to the ground and 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 you know, getting really. Uh, it, it it requires yeah, I guess a lot of legwork as well. Going down to the ground and and understanding how each shop works because every shop works a little bit differently. Um, and their pain points for for. Uh, the pain points and what they want to focus on is going to be different. But what ties everything all together is that we, our, our proposition is that we're giving you insights to increase your sales. And I think that everyone wants to do that. <laughs> everyone wants to do that, especially with, um, they're seeing a lot of competition, increased competition from online um, e-commerce stores. And they're saying like, um, you know, people are coming into my stores and they're just looking at my stuff. And then they're in the store, they're looking up Lazada and Shopee already. Mm. But what if you could turn that experience around and let them get that information? I mean, they're already looking for information in the store, but let them get that information while, uh, on your platform so you at least control, uh, control that, that, um, the capturing of the data. So, so Barry, uh, what about your uh, team at the moment? Do you have a large team? Are you looking at expanding this or we're just going to go granular uh, and bootstrap it for now? Oh, well, we've got some funding from a, a strategic corporate investor, um, Maxis. So that uh, so using the funds from there, we're going to be scaling up our team. Currently, we have myself, and my co-founder Arjun. We've got uh, two, uh, one, one staff uh, on operations, one intern, and then we've got a development team of four that's based in Indonesia, right. looking to scale this up okay. as well. Wow, this is okay. So this is something uh, that started in February, but you know, obviously a long time, you know, thinking and developing and from your past experience as well. Um, what are some of the immediate things that we can foresee from come by for this year and the next? Oh, <clears throat> I guess the focus for us right now is to um, to really put this this idea that we have to the test. Um, and that means scaling up to uh, many different stores. As I said before, um, each store operates very differently. Every customer in every store has a different use case. So right now, um, we're in the process of onboarding uh, Sanheng. Uh, mm -hmm. So I think the appliance use case is going to be great. Uh, I'm looking for any other interested uh, retailers out there who would want to you know, try out this new engaging experience for your customers while at the same time getting information and more insights on how to optimize your business. Right. Are there any other uh, players in this space? 
from what I've researched at least, um, none that are in the similar in, in, in a similar incarnate uh, similar way that we they were attacking this. Okay. So there are um, there are video analytics companies that sort of track footfalls and heat maps and all that, mm-hmm. um, but none, none that I've seen that actually uh, put all of these together in the same way that we do. Right. Uh, anything else you'd like to add, Barry? Um, and I think the 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 one thing I would like to, like to say is that um, the vision that we have is you know we want to make it we want to break down that barrier between the shopper and the store, right? And I think a lot of a lot of retailers, at least the ones that I've spoken to, share the same problem. Um, and if you, if this is a problem that you're facing, um, please drop drop us a visit at uh, comeby.io and uh, let's let's connect, man. Let, let, let's talk about how we can help you break down these barriers. You're gonna say come by. Come by, uh, come come by, come by. Io. <laughs> All right, uh, very away from come come by. Io, and uh, you've been listening to Enterprise on Freedom Liu BFM eighty nine point nine. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM eighty nine point nine, the Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at an historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. That's tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect.